Hi, this is Train My Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we are in Second Chronicles. And if you were here for the last podcast, um, you know that Solomon is dedicating the temple. And they start singing, and God shows up, the cloud that has not been showing as the presence of God since the time of Samuel, from my understanding of the scripture, showed up. And God shows his presence at this beautiful event. And then Solomon starts praying, and his entire prayer takes up a chapter. It is a beautiful, beautiful prayer, and it talks a lot about um, God and respecting this area of the temple. And then he ends it with what is set in poem form again. Um, And now arise, O Lord God, and go to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. Let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let your saints rejoice in your goodness. O Lord God, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. Remember your steadfast love for David, your servant. And we'll get into what happened just as soon as he said those words, this prayer and these words. But I came to a different understanding. Over my time of understanding this, I came to understand these words very differently than I would have even two years ago. It says, Let your priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation. The purpose of them being clothed with salvation was to help others find salvation. They weren't just just them to be saved. They were to to be clothed with the ability to allow and teach others, show others, pray for others, be in that gap for others as far as finding out how to relate to God. And at this point, that was through the sacrifices. And let your saints, your sanctified ones, your set-apart ones, so he's talking about the entire nation of Israel at this point, and later, prophetically, those who will follow Jesus as the anointed one from the line of David as the Messiah. Let your saints rejoice in your goodness. And so many times we 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 bypass this in some way. Either we bypass the set apart and we don't realize how set apart we are to be. Or we don't realize the goodness of God because like this particular setup, look at all the people involved. When we're the only one obeying or we're in a small group obeying and around us is not that, you don't see this corporate worship, whereas... If we could all be in one place at one time, we would see this beautiful um, 
display of God's goodness to each one of us in sanctified holiness. And I think we miss that. And we want to give all sorts of excuses for why it doesn't happen. And a lot of them are, you know, a lot got in the way between that and happening in Israel too. But the the crux of the matter is, do we want it? Do we want it? And Solomon here is praying that the nation continue in this moment of peace with God and communion with God. And that this temple be one of the ways that God uses to accomplish that. And we, once we have accepted Christ as our Savior and Lord, are supposed to be exactly that. We are supposed to be clothed in salvation, and we are supposed to rejoice in the goodness of God. But if we don't do the, do the part of being set apart, and we don't do the part of, of really studying his goodness and living out his goodness in our lives, We miss opportunities because we don't see them. We miss opportunities because we aren't ready for them. We miss opportunities because we don't let God interrupt our lives, which are supposed to be His. And I'm just as guilty as anybody else, and I'm stepping on my own toes here. But this passage makes you stop and think, what if Israel had continued? What if not just Solomon prayed this prayer, but every single person there prayed this prayer and committed to doing this and understood this? What a difference it would make in our world. So now that we've gone through that, I have to tell you, even though we could we, we, we could wait and come back to this story at some point when we're doing stories of the Old Testament, but <clears throat> I have to tell you, something incredible happened. So God's presence has already filled the temple. Solomon prays this chapter-long prayer, ends it with this little song, as soon as Solomon finished his prayer, chapter 7, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. So not just the cloud, but the full glorious bright glory of God was evident just like on Mount Sinai when all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord in the temple they bowed down excuse me on the temple they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement 
and worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This time they didn't turn away. This time they didn't ask. Moses, you go up to that mountain and see them. This time they did turn their faces down. They knew they couldn't look straight into the glory of the Lord. But they fell down and worshipped. For he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let's pray. God, thank you for sending Jesus to fulfill this, this prophecy here. Do not turn away the face of your anointed one. Remember your steadfast love for David, your servant. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your salvation. Thank you that you sent him as a high priest after the order of Melchizedek to ransom us. And Lord, sometimes we have these moments where we're totally sold out to you and we're all ready and you, you show up in our lives. And then we go on and we don't understand how to continue this or how to walk the way you want us to walk your salvation out. Holy Spirit, please show us how. And where we throw an impediment or we throw a, an excuse or we throw a, something in the way, Lord, please help us to confess it and clean it out. And we know this world is going to get worse and worse. We know that as the day approaches that it, it, it's going to be hard to be a Christian. Jesus said, well, I find faith on the earth when he returns. Just like with Noah, it was Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives, and that was it. There were eight people from the entire earth that really believed in you. Lord, I just ask that we would, we would hold on to our belief in you, no matter what happens. Because of the moment that we had with you. And Lord, for those that haven't had a moment with you that changed their lives that drastically, God, help us to be the priests who are clothed in salvation for them, who bring to them your love and your goodness, and help them at the end of that time to be able to say with these, with these who bowed and worshiped, for he is good, for God is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your kindness. In Jesus' precious name, to you be the glory and the honor and the power and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Hi, this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and if you would like to know more 
about having a relationship with Jesus or need a Bible or need prayer or want to join this podcast, Proclaiming His Excellencies, please send me an email at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com and in the subject line put podcast and I'll be happy to get back with you and and pray for you. Um, God bless you and remember you are one of His Excellencies.